Good morning, everybody. God bless you guys. Hope everybody is having a good morning. Um, we are on Wednesday morning. Amen. We've made it through to midweek. And as you can see, it's me today. And um, Sage will be joining us at uh, some point in the broadcast. So um, good morning, uh, Rara. Good morning. God bless you guys. So, hey, listen, as you guys are jumping on, let me know where you're watching from. And I'm happy to be back with you guys this morning. It's been, um, well, actually, it's been since last Thursday, I think. It's almost been a week, guys. Sheesh. So, let me know where you're watching from. Good morning, Sylvania. God bless you, my sister in California. Let me know where you guys are watching from and um, take a moment and share. So while you guys are doing that, I'm going to do that as well. And listen to the, this is one of my favorite songs. So we're doing that and waiting for people. I'm just going to kind of, I'm going to share, kind of get some things set up here. And then I'm excited to talk with you guys this morning, spend time with you guys this morning. Good morning, Olani. God bless you, my sister. All right. Let's see. Bam, bam, bam. So make sure that you guys are sharing the broadcast and then we're going to just jump into it. I love this song so pretty in fact I just learned it on the um, on the piano um, recently and it's actually one of my favorite to play as well so Actually, now's, um, I'm going to lower this back down. Sorry. <laughs> now is a really good time, if you haven't already, to go get a drink, go get a coffee, go get um, your Bible, go get a notebook, and, um, and we'll get into it. Amen. And now is a good time to share. So sharing is caring. Unless you have cooties, don't share that. Amen. Play it for us on the piano, sister. I, you know what? It's been a long time since I've actually played worship with you guys. I should. I'm not going to do it this morning just because. Um, good morning, Lisa. Love you, my sister. Good morning, Auntie K. How, Nancy? Um, because there's all kinds of, I actually have all kinds of stuff on the piano this morning. And it would just like be a minute to get everything set up. I don't even think, I don't even think my piano set up. But that's a good idea, and I will definitely, one of these mornings, play a song of worship before we get started. <laughs> so, um, really quickly, now is a good time also to make announcements. So, 
If you guys have not seen, we are going to be doing an outreach this um, this Easter weekend, April 3rd, which is a Saturday. We're going to be at the, um, gosh, I can't even remember what, what it is. Let me look because I, I don't want to butcher the name because I totally will. But uh, we're going to be at the Ho Eloha Apartments here in Hilo. And so we're going to be giving away baskets, you guys. We're gonna be blessing the community. We did that last year and we had such a good turnout. We were able to minister to many families. Um, we we're able to minister to a lot of young people. We we're able to bless them. We saw a lot of salvations. We had a good time. We saw a lot of fruit. So many different people have um, volunteered to to help us with that and so we're super grateful and we would love to have you guys join us this this uh easter saturday which again april 3rd at 10 30 at the um the whole aloha apartments in hilo and so uh please join us you guys please join us let's preach the gospel let's bless the kiddos hand out some baskets amen and just see what the lord is gonna do that day it's gonna be amazing good morning candy love you my sister and so let's jump into it hi friend oh my friend is here do you would you want do you would you like to come sit friend or no up to you you don't have to since since uh, since I got into uh, since I left him in a lot of the broadcasts, you don't have to, friend. Oh, it's good. It's good. Okay, you can be okay though. You're making lots of faces. <laughs> I'm with you. Okay, so you want, you, want, you want me to pour it to your face, or you just want to be the the <laughs> the, 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 the heavy breathing and noise in the background? <laughs> You want to be my ambiance I'm background? Your ambiance. <laughs> the ambiance of. Is it? <laughs> Good morning. So you just let me know, friend. Okay, <laughs> a little detour there. So today, you guys, I actually wanted to talk about purity. <laughs> Good morning, Larianne. She's laughing. <laughs> um. Because it's important, you guys. Purity is important. And so we're going to talk about purity. We're going to talk a little bit about this morning about bitterness, about complaining, about all these different things. And so I want to start out with, again, if you have your, um, if you have your Bibles and if you have a notepad, make sure you get these out. Okay, so let's start with Matthew chapter 5, verse 8. <laughs> Sylvania said Darth, Darth Vader sounds. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> that's, I am your father. That's totally what it would be. <laughs> Good morning, Hannah. Aloha. <laughs> so uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 8 <laughs> this morning. Uh, no Darth Vader sounds, fortunately. <laughs> Right. <laughs> scare everybody over here <laughs> all right so matthew uh, chapter 5 verse 8 i love it it's in the beatitudes you guys and this is something that i think about a lot because i'm constantly good morning pastor anwar i'm constantly examining me, my heart before the lord and looking and saying god where can i purify myself where can i where what can i work on is there something in me that's not pleasing to you lord because if there is 
expose it to me, Jesus, because I want to be, I want to have a pure heart before you, Lord. I want to be able to see you properly. I don't want anything getting in the way and skewing my vision of you. And when I minister, I don't want to operate out of that place of impurity or of hurt. Amen. So it's so important, you guys, that when we're getting in the word, that we're allowing the Lord to expose our heart, that we're allowing the Lord to show if there's anything in us, amen, that is not pleasing to him, anything in us that, that is going to, uh, uh, you know, that is going to be that, that, that thing that, um, that, that fly in the ointment, which is not good. Amen. Because a fly in the ointment, a fly in the, in the perfume, clouds up everything. It stinks everything up. It ruins the whole pot of ointment. According to the word, it ruins the whole pot of perfume. Amen. <laughs> Candy. Oh, you've been talking to me. This is a word for me. Amen. My sister, it's a word for me too. I'm telling you, you know, we got to constantly examine ourselves too. Amen. Thank you for, for comments in the peanut gallery back there. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> uh, so Matthew chapter 5 verse 8 said, Blessed are the pure in heart. Everybody out there say pure. pure. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. See, it's the pure in heart, you guys, according to the word that I'm reading right now, it's the pure in heart that see God, amen, and see, we have to keep that purity of heart, and I remember the Lord, and this was not too long ago, speaking to me about being pure in heart, because he said, you know, he said, how are you going to follow me? How are you going to follow me if you can't see me? It's the impurities in the heart that cause us to have a skewed vision that cloud up our judgment and all the other things and cause us to not cause us to to maybe um, maybe not follow the Lord as we should be following him. Amen. Because we're maybe getting caught up in offenses. We're getting caught up in bitternesses and resentments and and life and getting stuck in the weeds and not following the Lord and we take our eyes off of Jesus and then we're not following him in his direction and what he's telling us to do. Amen. Good morning, Craig. God bless you. Thank God I don't use perfume, but you know what? We're all a fragrance to the Lord. We're either, we're either a fragrance of life or a fragrance of death to the Lord and to the world. You're either, your life is putting off a sweet smell or your life is putting off a staunch, you know, our worship, our living is, is, a uh, um, is a perfume before the Lord. So our very lives are a perfume, a sacrifice, just like, you know, like, a in the, in the old, you know, in the old times and even in the Catholic church, you know, they do the incense, you know, our lives are like incense before the Lord and either it's going to be pleasing before him or it's going to be stinky. Amen. And so, you know, when we purify our hearts, when we examine our hearts, when we're living as the Lord is asking us to live as he's commanding us to live in his word, you know, then our lives become a sweet smelling aroma before him, a sweet smelling aroma in his nostrils. Amen. I was just praying on this yesterday. Amen, Maya. And so, you know, it's important that we're examining ourselves. And, you know, the Lord gave me this example. It's like, uh, you know, again, going back to what we just read, the pure in heart will see God. He, and he said, you got to follow me. And he said, how are you going to see me? How are you going to follow me if you can't see me? And, and, and the, it's the purity of heart that causes us to see him and follow him correctly. It's like if, uh, if I met somebody new and they said, Hey, you want to come over for a coffee? And I'm like, yeah. And like, okay, well just follow me to my house. If I'm following them in their vehicle and, uh, and, and I lose sight of them, 
you know, for whatever reason, maybe another vehicle comes and, and cuts in between us and I'm not able to see them. I'm not going to be able to follow them to their house. I'm not going to be able to follow them because I'm not going to be able to see them. It's the same thing, you guys, when we have impurities in our heart. It's the same thing when we have the bitternesses and the offenses. We're not going to be able to follow Jesus because the bitterness, the offense is going to come in and it's going to skew our vision and we're not going to be able to see him to follow him. Amen. You know, a lot of times people let those things come in and we all, we listen, we all have an opportunity to be offended. Amen. We all, as long as we're in this flesh, get opportunities to get offended, to get bitter, to get resentful, to all of these, you know, to to all kinds of different situations, all kinds of different people. We all have people that are our sandpaper and rub us the wrong way and just agitate us easily or know, know us well so they know which buttons to hit, right? Mine would be somebody's name who rhymes with age. <laughs> No, but really, you know, it's usually the, <laughs> it's usually the people closest to us <laughs> that tend to just know how to hit our buttons. <laughs> Amen. Yours rhymes with age. I uh, said, I, mine's is somebody whose name rhymes with age. <laughs> So, so, you know, that's, it is what it is, but you know what? That's okay because God uses us to, uh, as <laughs> she said, Lorianne said, poor Sage. <laughs> uh, he's, he's fine. That guy, <laughs> I love him, but you know, we, God uses the people closest in our life uh, kind of as that refining, as that sandpaper, and it doesn't always feel good amen but you know what it's necessary it te it keeps us humble and it and it teaches us how to love amen Lorian. that's all right <laughs> so you know the pure in heart will see god and it's so important that we're pure in heart hallelujah so you know how can i and this is good advice even to young people to young ministers you know psalms 119 and we can go there Psalms 119 says, and if somebody wants to punch it in the comments, um, that would be amazing. Psalms 119, starting in verse 9. And it says, how can a young man keep his, his way pure? How can a young man, but this is for any age, right? How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. It's by guarding our hearts according to the word of God. Hallelujah. It's guarding our hearts. You know, the Bible actually says in Proverbs, it says to guard your heart above all else. Above all else, guard your heart. How do you guard your heart? You're constantly meditating on the word. You know, if an opportunity to get offended presents itself, you resist it and you say, no, I take authority over offense. I will not get offended. And if it's somebody that may be offended you, then just turn around and bless them. Amen. Say, God, I thank you for this person. Lord, I resist offense. Lord, I choose to bless so-and-so. And Lord, I thank you that you're doing a mighty work in their life, Father. I thank you, Jesus, for, for just uh, making a way for them, Father. And I thank you for blessing them, Jesus. And I I choose love because love is a choice. Amen. Good morning, David. God bless you. You and your awesome wife. Tell Alana I said hello. 
But so, you know, you make a choice to love because love is a choice most of the time. You know, sometimes you get the emotion of it. Sometimes you feel like you really want to love people, but oftentimes it's a decision. It's a choice and a choice to yield yourself, number one, to the Spirit of God, yielding yourself to the move of the Holy Spirit, yielding your heart to the heart of the Lord and saying, God, help me love people as you love people. And then saying, you know, I make a decision to, to to bless this person. I make a decision to love this person today because in my emotions, I don't feel like it, but I thank God that I'm not led by my emotions. Amen. But I thank God I'm led by his spirit and I'm led by the word. And I make a decision today to love because ex- exactly Sylvania, love conquers all. The Bible says in Proverbs, it says love covers a multitude of sin. Amen. So when we're loving each other, we're covering a multitude of the other person's sin. In fact, it also says in Proverbs, and I'm quoting a lot of these and I'll look them up here for you in a second because I don't know the exact address, but I know they're in Proverbs. But Proverbs also says, uh, um, oh, I just slipped my thought. Love covers a multitude of sin. Oh, dang it. <laughs> um, sage. What is that? Poor guy, this happens to him a lot, and and it just happened to me. And I'm like, what are you trying to say? And he's like, I forgot. <laughs> See, and it happens to me. Anyways, I'm sure it'll come back. It's it, it's maybe it's I haven't had enough coffee. That's what it is. <laughs> but listen, love covers a multitude of sin. Oh, that that this was the other one. I see it came back. Is um, you know, when you're loving somebody, love. I'm going to butcher it, so I'm not even going to try. So never mind. We're going to scratch that one. (laughs) But love covers a multitude of sin, okay? So it's important that we're making a decision to love. We have to love, and we keep our hearts pure by keeping it guarded through the word. You know, of course, most of us know this particular scripture in Romans chapter 12. And I love, love, love. I think I already read this um, to you guys last week, but... Or no, actually it wasn't you guys. It was another group. But I love the passion translation because of how it breaks it down. You know, we guard our hearts through the word. And that's why in Romans chapter 12, starting in verse 1, it says, Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? To surrender yourself to God and to be his sacred living sacrifices. And live in holiness, you guys, because holiness goes hand in hand with purity. In order to live a holy life, you got to have purity, amen, integrity, purity in your heart. They go hand in hand. They're like twins, purity and holiness, amen. You know what purity is? Purity is just something that is undiluted. It's not mixed. It's not mixed. That's literally the definition of purity. It's not mixed. It's undiluted. And so when we're not mixing with the world, when we're not mixing with the with the passions of the world or the ideas of the world and we're connecting our heart to the things of the word and the things of the word of God, you know, that's when when God's word starts to sanctify us and purify us. Amen. As we become doers of the word. <clears throat> so we live in holiness experiencing all the delight, all that delights his heart. Hallelujah. 
For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. And then verse two says, stop imitating the ideals and the opinions of the cultures around you. See, a lot of times the world will try to make you feel like you gotta fit in. The world will try to make you feel like you gotta live up to its standards of success. The world will tell you gotta look a certain way, you gotta do a certain thing in order to fit in, amen? But I thank God we're not of this world. We're in it, but we're not of it, amen? We're just passing through, this is not our home. So we are not of this world. We don't have to fit in. Amen. We got, we're citizens of heaven. So what do we do? We try to fit into the citizen or as citizens of heaven, we try to fit into the heavenly standards, to the kingdom standards of what the, the Lord is trying, what the Lord tells us we should be living by. Amen. So we have to, as believers, stop, stop imitating the ideals and the opinions on the culture of the world around you. Hallelujah. Because listen, you guys, I've been seeing a lot of articles lately and it's been, it actually really grieves me. Anytime I see articles of, um, of ministers of God who fall, you know, it grieves my heart. It grieves my heart because somewhere along the way, maybe they started off well, but somewhere along the way, they let that guard fall. They didn't guard their heart and they started maybe trying to fit into the standards of the world, or maybe they, they, read the word or they taught the word, but they didn't allow the word of God to actually do the work in their heart and allow it to purify their own heart. Amen. And so it grieves me when I see other ministers who, who aren't living by the standard and the purity of the word of God that we're called to live by. So we must stop imitating the ideals and the standards of the culture around us. We're not called to fit in. We're called to change the culture. We're not called to fit into the culture. We're called to change it. Amen. So be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. <laughs> through a total reformation, you guys, <clears throat> excuse me, of how you think. You have, to re you have to do a total reformation. What does that word reformation mean? It means you have to totally uh, transform. You totally reform, just like if I had a piece of clay and... Um, if you have any clue of how to how to work clay, you know, a lot of potters will stick it on the wheel and they'll try to they'll start to make a vase, but if if it if they mess up anywhere, they just smash it back down and reform it to something new. It's the same thing with your mind. You have to have a total reformation from the old way of thinking, the old thought processes and change it through the word of God. Amen how you think it's totally totally reforming just like that pot of clay and then it goes on to say this will empower you to discern god's will as you live a beautiful satisfying and perfect life in his eyes amen that's that's right david oh quote quote me brother that's a well actually you should be quoting jesus not me but that that kind of makes me feel funny <laughs> but thank you but it but it's totally true you guys it's true we are called to change culture you know that's what it originally we were meant to do you know you see um <clears throat> all these different movements going on right now and all these different agendas that are are really just demonic at its root um because they cause division and anything that causes division is demonic at its root all these different things being pushed by the media all these different ideas all these different you know gender and uh, just just things that are literally insane okay so 
you know, we're actually originally meant to be the ones to influence culture. Did you know that? Did you know that that's where we got our constitution? It was based off of, off of biblical things. A lot of our founding fathers based, you know, law off of, off of the Bible, the Bible set the bar and that's the way it's supposed to be. You guys, we're still supposed to be the ones influencing culture, changing the standard of how the world lives through the gospel of Jesus Christ and through how we live. Amen. So we, we have to make sure that we're living by the standard of the word guarding our hearts purifying ourselves and that's the that's the biggest thing we have to allow the word of god to purify our hearts through exposing the things in our heart that should not be there the little the little foxes that have snuck in the little flies and i'm going to tell you something about the fly and the ointment the fly in the ointment, the ointment represents the anointing. And each and every one of us, as we press into Jesus, we start to, he's, you know, there, there's an anointing, a tangible anointing that starts to manifest on our life. Amen. As we press in, as we allow him to purify us, as we live according to the word, there starts to become an anointing that is released on our life. It's like, like the grapes being crushed in the wine press, you know, that release that wine. There's an anointing that starts to flow from our life but but if you allow those little flies of sin to get creep in like the offense like the bitterness like the envy like the jealousies like all the works of the flesh that the bible talks about in galatians uh chapter 5 i believe it's starting in verse 9 if we allow those things to get in what does it do to the anointing to that pot of perfume it stinks it up and it ruins the whole pot of perfume and the whole thing is no good to be thrown out with and i'm telling you this because i'm i have through through my own time with the lord I have learned to discern the anointing and I've seen many, many ministers who minister in that place. And instead of releasing a sweet anointing on the people, they're actually releasing because they, you can tell there's some underlining stuff that maybe they haven't worked out. You can tell they're releasing some stinky, uh, some stinky anointing, some stinky perfume. It's mixed. It's not pure. And that is why we must purify our hearts. You guys, we have to purify our hearts. You know, and the Bible also says, as, as this is just as ministers, those of us who minister to others, you know, um, <clears throat> that whatever we minister, whatever state our heart is in, that's why we're called to a higher standard as ministers, whatever state our heart is in as ministers, you guys. It actually, we're actually releasing onto the people. So for example, if you're in bondage in some area, if you're in offense, if you're in bitterness, if you're in jealousies, if you're in these things and you're actually ministering out of that place to people, you're actually releasing that onto the people. I actually know of a, of a friend of ours who um, was uh, had a, a minister on his team who was in leadership who actually was in adultery and he didn't even know it. And then little did he know, like all kinds of people in his church, you know, they're starting, a lot of the marriages were starting to have issues and a lot of people were starting to do the same thing in the church. And he noticed this. Well, he pinpointed that it actually went back to the person on his leadership team who was in sin and who was in adultery. And that person was actually releasing that same spirit onto the church. 
and that it manifested by many marriages starting to get in disunity and many couples starting to get into adultery and divorces and divorces and so he pinpointed it back to that that is why it's so important you guys as ministers behind the pulpit but as ministers of god period on the street or wherever you're at that we're purifying our heart that we're working through the issues of life that we're turning him over to jesus that we're allowing him to do the work in us amen because if not we're releasing that same thing over other people because whatever we're ministering whatever state we're in we're ministering to the people and you know if you're in offense or bitterness you're going to minister to that to the people and then people will start to catch that same spirit okay so i'm thinking of the story of when they went in sir sir (laughs) he's trying to jump in my video i don't think so if you weren't here you got you got to you got to keep your comments over there this is so good so so but listen okay so My pastor always says the anointing is caught. It's not taught. Okay. You can't, you can't teach the anointing. The anointing is caught by sitting other uh, under uh, another man's anointing and pressing in and getting your own anointing. Amen. So the anointing is caught, not taught. So think about that. That is true. I know that to be a fact because I know the anointing that I have caught by sitting under his anointing. So the anointing is caught, not taught. So think about it in reverse. If you're ministering out of a place of hurt, of offense, of bitterness, of all these things, then you know what? The people are going to catch what you're ministering to them. They're going to catch it. If you're ministering, you know, stinky fly ointment kind of stuff, they're going to catch it. So this is why. And then it starts to manifest in, in, in the people that you're ministering to. So this is why, you guys, it's so important that we are keeping our hearts pure before the Lord. Hallelujah. That we're guarding our hearts. Amen. That we're, we're diligently allowing the word of God to do heart surgery in us. And it's that Hebrews chapter four, verse 12. Uh, am I freezing up, babe? Somebody just commented that I'm freezing up, that, that I keep freezing up. Oh, let me, let me check. If you get, hey, let me know if you guys can see me. Let me know if you guys can see me and if I'm freezing up. But listen, you guys, we have to be, oh, let's see. Uh, I'm seeing it on my end, Sylvania, but let me know if I keep freezing up. But listen, you guys. Well, amen, Craig. That's good. You keep your you keep you, you keep yourself pure. Hallelujah. So listen, that is why we must keep our hearts pure. Um, Hebrews chapter four, verse twelve. Uh, chapter four, verse twelve, and we can go there really quickly to Hebrews. So if you have your pen and pipa, write it down. Okay, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of the soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hallelujah. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him who we must give account. Okay, so I got somebody else saying, yeah, it's freezing. Um, uh, Candy said it's good over here. Okay, so I have a couple people saying it's freezing and a couple seeing, people saying it's good. So I'm going to continue to go. And if I keep seeing other people, then um, then, then 
<laughs> I don't know, but uh, but I can see it on my end. Okay, so the word of God is like a like a surgeon's scalpel. It goes in and it does heart surgery. It exposes our intensity, it exposes our motives, it exposes our heart. And the Lord is constantly working on these things with us as we allow him to, as we get in the word. And that's why we're constantly stressing you guys to get in the word of God and to allow the word to do the heart surgery. Because, you know, God will constantly cause us to look at our motives. You know, are we doing things in ministry to be seen by men? Or is our heart motive just because we love him and because we love people? You know, these are things I'm always checking myself with the Lord. Lord, what's my motive here? Is my motive love? Is my motive selfishness? Is my motive self-exaltation? What is it, God? Because if it's anything other than you, then I need to stop. I need to correct it and let's get it the junk out. Amen. And just as Sage and I are constantly examining ourselves in this way, each and every one of us as believers has an responsibility to do the same thing through the word of God. God, am I offended with this person? God, and did I allow, where did I, am I offended, period? Did I, did I allow offense to get in? Did I allow bitterness to get in? Lord, is there something there that shouldn't be there? Uh, why am I, why do I feel like I got stinky attitude, Jesus? Where is, where's the root? Where is this coming from? And as we examine our hearts, amen, the Lord starts to show us. Well, let me show you what's going on here. And he starts to show us through the word, hallelujah. But the word is the scalpel surgeon or the surgeon's scalpel, amen. It's the thing that we examine ourselves by, hallelujah. So we must keep our hearts pure. So I read, um, I started with Matthew chapter five, verse eight, which said, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. And then I went on to Psalms 119 verse nine, which said, how can a man keep his ways pure? By guarding his heart according to your word. Hallelujah. And then, um, of course, I quoted, and I'm going to look it up for you guys here really quickly. Just give me one second. Um, guard your heart above all else because out of it spring the issues of life. That's Proverbs chapter 4, verse 3. And above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. That's one version. Out of it flow the issues of life. Out of it is your life source. Whatever is in your heart's gonna come out. You know, the Bible talks about out of the abundance of the heart, the, the mouth speaks, amen. So, you know, as we're speaking, it's we're speaking whatever's in our heart. But guess what? If we fill our word with the if we fill our heart with the word of God, then the word should be the thing coming out, you guys. We need to fill our heart with the word of God so that way when the issues of life try to press us, when offense tries to press us, we can speak the word, we can resist the enemy. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 27 says, make no room for the devil. What does that mean when, when, you, when that verse says, make no room from the devil? Make no room for the devil. That means you don't make room for him in your thoughts. You don't make room for him for him in your flesh. You don't make room for him in your heart. You make no room for him. How does that look? That looks like if somebody said something nasty to me, I'm just going to be like, you know what? I just bless that person. I'm just, I'm not going to make any space for the enemy in my brain. I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm not going to mull it over. I'm just going to be like, you know what, Jesus? 
Maybe it hurt my feelings. I don't know. You know what, Jesus, that hurt my feelings, but I'm going to turn it over to you because that's your kid. I'm going to let you deal with it, Lord. I'm not going to take offense. I'm not going to even give it uh, the time of day, Jesus, but I'm going to turn it over to you, Father. And I thank you that you're going to deal with it. And I thank you, God. I make a choice to guard my heart right now. I'm not going to let that get in. Amen. And I'm going to just bless them. Hallelujah. And that's what you got to do. Amen. Good morning, Pastor Pam. Love you. That's what you got to do. You got to bless people because there are plenty of opportunities and the enemy is sneaky. It's not like he doesn't know. He's a, he's a stinking deceptive devil. That's who he is. That is his nature. He knows when we're vulnerable. He knows when we're feeling a little vulnerable. And then he'll come and he'll try to send somebody in to offend you or get you twisted up while you're feeling vulnerable. You know what you do? Listen, you guard your heart. You speak the word. You bless them. You you turn it over to the Lord. You say, Jesus, I'm making a decision to bless that person. I'm making a decision to love them. I'm making a decision to to uh, you know to not let it get in my heart and not get offended. And I resist offense. I resist bitterness. Amen. And I'm not going to partake of it. And we have to be, you guys, we have to be aggressive in these things because the enemy is aggressive in trying to take us out. Because I'm telling you, these things, if we don't get, especially unforgiveness and bitterness, you know, what does the Bible say about uh, about unforgiveness in Matthew? He says, if you don't forgive your brother, then I won't forgive you. You know, we have to, we have to be forgiving of each other. We have to let it go because the word commands us to, he come, Jesus commands us to forgive our brothers seven times, times, uh, you know, seven, amen. Seven times 70, excuse me. We got to be forgiving our brothers and sisters. And you know what? I doubt anybody's going to offend you 490 times in one day. But even if, (laughs) might feel like it sometimes, but even if they did, you got to forgive them all 490 times. Amen. (laughs) Because Jesus commands us to, he commands us to forgive. Why? Because he's forgiven us. So he commands us, amen, to forgive others just as he's forgiven us. Hallelujah. That's right, Beth, though. We have to let it go. Because if not, you know, a lot of us have heard the saying, it's like drinking poison. It's like drinking poison and expecting it to affect the other person. It's like drinking poison and expecting it, you know, to poison the other person. And really all it's doing is it's poisoning our heart. It's poisoning our personal relationship with Jesus. It's hindering us and we're not going forward. In fact, what happens when you start to get bitter and when you start to stay in that place of unforgiveness you actually start to deteriorate spiritually. You start to get critical. You start to uh, have jaded, a jaded lens. Amen. You start to look at people um, instead of looking at them through the eyes of love and through the eyes of Jesus. You start to look at them as a as just uh, as 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 the issue. You start to look at people as the issue. And that's not okay. Amen. Because Jesus loves people. We're here for people. Uh, Pastor Pam says he's a he is, he is who the Bible says he is a killer. That's right, Pastor. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Amen. But we are mighty. The Bible says that that the word of God is mighty for the pulling down of strongholds. Hallelujah. That is exactly right. Amen. So you know that is what we must do, you guys. We must turn it over to the Lord, and we must get forgive. And I want to point this out. 
This is Hebrews chapter 12, verse uh, 15. So I want to go there really quickly. And this is funny. I actually did a study on this um, several years ago because the Bible says, <clears throat> I'll read it to you in the English Standard Version really quickly. It says, see to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God and that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble and by it many become defiled. Thank you, Pastor Pam. Hallelujah. Olani, definitely trying to take us out. That's right, the devil, but thanks be to God, we have the victory in Jesus. Hallelujah. We have the authority and we can kick the devil in the face. Amen. Hallelujah. We can, we can uh, defeat him through the word of God. Hallelujah. And by keeping our heart right, and I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Love truly does cover, cover a multitude of sins, you guys. And love truly does conquer all because, you know, when you see people who actually are moved by bitterness and unforgiveness and resentment and all of these different things, when you see people who are moved by that, when you love them, it, it, it disarms them. It does something to them. When you love people, when you love them despite them spewing hatred at you or despite them, you know, maybe trying to offend you, when you love them, it does something to them. It softens their heart and it presents opportunity for Jesus to move, for them to repent, for them to come to know Christ, for, for reconciliation and restoration. When you love, amen, it gives space for these things. And more times than not, the Lord does move in those areas. You know, the person has a choice to yield to his spirit too but more times than not i've seen people who have reconciled repented and gotten themselves right amen by by the other person just loving them okay so now reading this see to it that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble and by it many become defiled okay so when i was reading that i was like lord what does this mean what do you mean root of bitterness what do you mean uh you know that that people become defiled when someone it falls into a root of bitterness well listen i as i was researching this it was like this the lord was began to show me the root of bitterness if if a root of if you have a root of bitterness first of all it had to start as a seed anything that has a root has to have it has to have started as a seed first and a lot of times the root of a bitterness starts with the seed of offense and when you don't work with that offense when you don't release that offense when you don't let it go and it sits there and it festers and it starts to sprout and it starts to grow roots and it becomes a root of a of bitterness it becomes a root of bitterness and a lot of times just like weeds it's when you go to pull up weeds, um, if you don't kill them right away, amen, they grow root systems and it ends up pulling up all the other good flowers and plants that are in your garden. So we got to nip a fence in the bud right away and get it out so it doesn't grow roots and it doesn't destroy the rest of the garden. Amen. So it started with a seed of offense and a root of bitterness festers and it grows. And then the Lord started to show me, he's like, what happens when somebody has a root of bitterness? They begin to become critical. They begin to be gossipers. They begin to talk about people. They start to talk and say, oh, look at that person. They think they're better or they did it. Yeah. 
yeah, you know what? I saw them do this and they, they, you know, they were supposed to do this for me and they never said they did, or they were, you know, they borrowed this and they broke it and blah, blah, blah. Or they, you know, they said this to me and, you know, they knew it really hurt my feelings and blah, 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 but they never came and they never apologized to me. And they start doing this backbiting and they start to become critical and they start to just get jaded and, and get a little bit cynical towards everybody. And then what happens? The person who's listening, they start to tarnish the view from the, okay, so for example, if so, if, if Sage was coming to me and talking to me about somebody else over here about, you know, we'll just say, I'll make up a name for, for the sake of, of, we'll just say, um, we'll say, um, you know, Betty, he's talking about Betty to me and saying all those things and she thinks that it done. She, well, then I'm going to start to see Betty in that same light that Sage is talking about. Cause I'm like, geez. Well, Sage is telling Sage is telling me all of this stuff, and and Betty doesn't really seem like a nice person. That's it starts to jade everybody's view of Betty. Amen. So that's what bitterness does. It begins to defile many around it because the person with the root of bitterness starts to spread it all over the place. And before you all you know it, all the people are are getting jaded and seeing each other and jaded views through the wrong lens, which is the lens of love, which is what we should be seeing each other through. Amen. That is what the root of bitterness does. That's what happens. That's why the Bible says it defiles many. And that's why we have to be careful and to not let it spring up. Amen. Because when it springs up, it begins to manifest in that way. And it begins to defile many. We can't, we have to nip it in the butt. We have to let it go to Jesus. We got, we got to turn it over to Jesus. Amen. And nip a fence in the bud. And guess what? And pull up your big girl pants, pull up your boy, your, your big boy pants and get over it. Sometimes you just got to get over it. You guys, people say things, people do things that are going to offend you. And sometimes, you know what? They're going to do it on purpose. And sometimes they do it on accident and they don't know. But guess what? We got to get over it. Why? I'll tell you this from experience. I spent way too many stinking years letting myself get twisted over, over a fence, over something said to me, over something that hurt my feelings. Suck it up. Pull up your big girl panties. Pull up your big boy BBDs. <laughs> You know, you, you, you grow, guess what? You got to grow up. You got to grow up in the word. Amen. You got to stop being spiritual babies and grow up and say, you know what? That wasn't very nice, but I'm not going to get offended. And not cause, why? Because it's not worth, you know, spending the whole rest of the week twisted up over it. It's not worth letting this ruin my day. And I'm still going to rejoice. I'm going to still stay in the peace of the Lord. I'm still going to stay in the love of the Lord. And I'm not going to let these things affect me. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to let Jesus work that out with that person. Because obviously they have some issues and they have some things that ne they need to work out because they're not being moved by love right now, but that's okay. I'm going to make a choice to love. I'm going to make a decision to be moved by love. I'm going to make a decision to do what Jesus told me to do. Amen. So sometimes we just got to grow up you guys and quit being babies, quit being spiritual babies. And for, you know, 
because uh, that's what it is. And I'll tell you, I spent a lot of years being a spiritual baby and being in that place. And being, well, they they hurt my feelings. Well, they are talking bad about me. Uh, well, they, um, you know, was being a worship leader for nine years, you can, in a place of leadership, guess what? You deal with stuff. I had people on my team who were trying to push me out of leadership and take my position. And I knew it, but I couldn't say nothing. I had people who were constantly talking bad about me and trying to throw me under the bus on my worship team. And I knew about it, but guess what? I had to deal with it. I still had to deal with those people in love. I still had to bless them. I still had to show up on Sunday morning being like, hi, how are you? God bless you. Love you, you know, and pray for them and bless them instead of being like, well, they, they're, you know, they're trying to backstab me. They're trying to talk about me. They're trying to say mean things. That, that's, that, that's kids. That's being a spiritual baby. At some point, guess what? We got to combine the word and the spirit and grow up in the, in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And say, you know what? People are going to be people. A lot of people have issues and that's okay, Jesus, because you know what? I'm still going to bless them. And even and, and recognizing that maybe that person is in a place of bondage. Maybe that person that's hurting you or trying to offend you or trying to get you twisted up is in a place of bondage. And maybe they don't know how to get free. And maybe by you loving on them and still blessing them and still praying for them and genuinely praying for them out of a place of love instead of being like, oh, I'm going to pray for you out of a place of offense, which that's still offense <laughs> you know genuinely doing that maybe you're the key to their freedom amen maybe you're the key to their freedom so you know what we we gotta we gotta continually you guys this is why we gotta continually purify our hearts and operate out of a place of love because when bitterness offense all of these things jump into our heart it messes everything up and it keeps people in bondage and we end up just spreading it around to different people like like um uh, like, I don't know, just like, just like nasty stuff. You end up, you end up getting a fly in the ointment and no longer does that perfume and that ointment smell good, but it smells stink. It smells rancid. It smells rotten. And then people can't stand it. People can't stand to be around somebody like that. Nobody can stand being around somebody who's a negative Nancy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember, you know, being around some people who constantly had drama, constantly had issues, constantly were complaining, constantly had something to talk about. Nothing was ever positive. Nothing, everything was always negative. And guess what? I stopped hanging around those people because um, it was starting to wear me down and it was starting to affect me. And I was like, I am not going to let that fly into my perfume pot, okay? <laughs> I'm going to pull myself out of that and I'm going to choose to uh, be around people who are going to encourage and bring life and correct me when there needs to be correction. And a lot of times that's my husband Sage because he's just will be blunt and be like, you got devils. <laughs> okay. Sometimes he say it like that, but a lot of times he's like, that's a devil in your thinking. You're being oppressed. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll, I'll work it out crying and kicking and screaming, but I'll get over it and I'll suck it up. Amen. <laughs> So, you know, it's good to have those people in your life that are going to correct you and that are going to bring things to life and who are going to be that sweet smelling aroma with you and who are going to, you know, the two of you together are going to bring us a, a sweet smell before the Lord. It's, it's infusing each other with love and with goodness of the Lord. 
and not being the stinky, you know, fly in the ointment, you guys. Don't be the stinky fly in the ointment, amen? And don't allow flies into your ointment, hallelujah. That's right, hallelujah. We got to pray for them. So, you know, we all have a responsibility, you guys, as believers to purify our hearts. And just as we read, you purify your heart through the word of God. You purify your heart, hallelujah, by examining it through the word and by keeping your, your heart yielded, hallelujah, to the Lord. I stir still learning how to how to give correction without being sarcastic. That's okay. <laughs> it's okay, my sister. It's okay. That's all right. You know, we as long as you keep trying, that's the big thing, right? Good morning, Hala. Good morning, Heather. Love you guys. So, you know, we all we all are a work in progress. We all have to learn how to crucify our flesh. We all have to learn how to yield our emotions to the Holy Spirit <laughs> that we allow him to to move us amen instead of our flesh because listen you know some of you guys know a little bit of my testimony I used to have a fierce temper I you know sometimes that temper that salsa that that chili pepper water likes to still come up you know <laughs> and I gotta crucify that thing I gotta I gotta yield my my emotions to Jesus to the Holy Spirit and allow him amen to do the work in me instead of reacting out of the flesh we're all a work in progress the big thing is that we're allowing the Word of God that we're number one spending time in the Word of God daily because if not it's easy to allow the flesh to take over instead of the spirit because spirit man if you're not feeding spirit man and you're starving him guess what he's going to be the weaker one between the two he's going to be the weaker of the flesh and the spirit who do you think is going to be weaker if you're not feeding spirit man it's going to be the the, the the spirit that's going to be the weak one and the flesh is going to be the one that's growing and the flesh man will take over and you'll be operating it out of that place instead of the spirit. That's why we must spend time in the word daily. We must spend time with Jesus, you know, constantly throughout your day. It's okay. Just talk to him. Be mindful of him. Pray. The Bible says pray without ceasing. Amen. And crucifying your flesh daily taking up your cross according to Luke chapter 9 daily deciding Lord I choose you over over my wants and needs I choose to yield my flesh and myself to you I choose to yield my emotions to you Jesus I thank you that I'm not led by my emotions but I'm led by the Spirit of God hallelujah and I thank you father that you I am a new creation that you are constantly, Lord, creating in me a heart of love, a heart of mercy, that you are constantly making me to be like you, Jesus. It's making these self-declarations daily, amen, and thanking God. God, I thank you that you're making me new, and I thank you, Lord. Listen, maybe you don't know how to love people. Maybe you just are sitting there and you're like, I don't really like people, Jesus. I know I'm supposed to love them, but I don't really like people. And it's okay to be real, you guys. It's okay to be real like that. Listen, I've had those conversations with Jesus where I'm like, Lord, I don't really like people. People are, are, are jerks. <laughs> I don't really, I don't, they're, they're mean. They can be conniving. They can be two-faced. They can be all these things. And I, I know you want me to love them, Jesus, but, uh, I don't really know how because I don't I don't really I, I'm good can it just be me and you and we'll call it good 
But the Lord does, the, the Lord's like not having that, amen? Because we're all called to be ambassadors and share the good news of the gospel. And you got to talk to people in order to do that. And you got to love them in order to do that. And so I remember, you know, for years being like, God, give me a heart of love for people. Help me to love people as you love people, Lord. Give me a burden for souls, Jesus. Break my heart for what breaks yours, Father. Give me your eyes. Give me your heart for people, Lord. Because right now, the way I feel, I don't really like people. I don't really want to love people, Jesus. But I know you, you command us to love each other. So Jesus, teach me how to love people. Teach me how to... And guess what? In that place, you guys, in that place of even acknowledging that I didn't have what it took, but and, and asking God to do that and praying that he would give me a heart of love, in that place, he began to do a work in me. He began to soften my heart towards people. He began to gave me, give me a burden for souls. He began to give me his heart for people. And I'm telling you, now I would, I would just, we'll be randomly driving down the road and in my heart, I'm looking at people and I'll just tell myself and between me and the Lord and I'll just be like, man, Lord, I love people. I love people, but I love people, Jesus. And I can say that I genuinely love people as opposed to 10 years ago. Or so when I was like, I don't like people. <laughs> I don't want people. Now I can say I love people. Even yesterday, Sage got to lead this older gentleman to the Lord as we were grocery shopping. And as he was praying for him, my heart just like, I was just like, you know, it's just like, oh, like just filled with love because he just, people need Jesus. People need Jesus. And the Lord has given me his heart. Thank you, Jesus, for people, you know. So we can pray like that. It's okay to be like, hey, I know I'm supposed to love people, but I don't really love people right now. It's okay, but pray, but you need to pray for God to give you a heart for people, that God would give you a heart of love, that he would give you eyes to see people as he sees people and a heart to love them as he loves them. Hallelujah. So, you know, it's in that place of love, in that place of yielding and purity, you guys, that we got to stay as, as, as sons, as daughters. We have to stay in this place of purity with the Lord, because if not, then we're going to go right back to that old man that's like, eh, I don't like people. Eh, I don't want to minister to people. Uh, I don't, you know, I'm offended. I'm this, I'm that. No, no, we have to guard our heart, you guys. We have to yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit. You know, in Romans, um, chapter 8 it says as many as are led by the spirit of God are are the sons of God amen as long as we are led by the spirit of God we can say that we're sons and daughters of God but we got to yield to his spirit let the spirit lead you let the spirit uh, you know do a work in you let us grow up in the word amen let's not be spiritual babies anymore but let us let us grow in the word let us receive the word of God in our heart and let it do the work amen amen that's so you know what Michelle it was the same way with Jesus, girl. It's the same thing, sweetie. So it's the it's okay. She said, I love people, but people don't love the same. You know, we don't receive our love. We, we don't fill our love tanks with people. We fill it with Jesus because Jesus is the only one who can love us like we need to be loved. The only one, I'm telling you. Uh, you know, a lot of people are like, well, you have your husband or you're married. 
I look at my husband's amazing, but even he can't feel my heart like Jesus fills my heart. There's no person that can feel my heart like Jesus fills my heart. Amen. So there's a place in our heart, our love tanks that is only reserved for Jesus. Amen. We receive our love from him. And in that place, we pour out the love we receive on others. Hallelujah. But listen, if you guys are watching this today, you're never going to be able to operate in this place of love or keep yourself in a place of purity unless you have relationship with Jesus. So, you know, I don't want anybody to hop off right now. Right now, I want everybody to hang on. Amen. Because this is important. If you're watching the broadcast and you're like, man, I don't really love people or, you know, I know I'm supposed to, but I don't know how, or, or maybe, you know, maybe you don't have a relationship with Jesus. Maybe, maybe you had a relationship with Jesus, but maybe something happened, maybe a divorce, maybe a death of a loved one, maybe uh, just a, some traumatic event in your life just threw you off course and you're not walking with the Lord like you should. Listen, if that's you today, you guys, I want to pray with you and for you. Hallelujah. And this is a one, uh, a one size fits all kind of prayer. Amen. So if you fall in any of those categories, you can pray this with me and I'm believing God to touch you right where you're at on the other side of the screen. Amen. Because there is no distance in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So I want everybody uh, to, to just put your hands up and we're going to pray this prayer together. Amen. Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, Hallelujah. Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me and cleanse me. Set me free. Jesus, thank you that you died for me. I believe that you are risen from the dead and that you're coming back again for me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the lost. Help me to love people as you love people. And give me a hunger for the things of God. And a boldness to live for you, Jesus. I thank you, Father, as I yield to you that you're going to do a mighty work in me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Listen, you guys, if you prayed that prayer, I believe the Lord is touching you right now on the other side of the screen. Amen. And I believe he's doing a mighty work in your heart. I believe as you begin to pray and ask him, Lord, teach me how to love people as you love people, that he's going to give you a heart for people, that he's going to teach you. Amen. He's going to lead you. He's going to guide you. He's going to direct you. He's going to keep you on that path. Amen. That you're supposed to be. Continue to keep your eyes fixed and focused on him. Continue to stay in the word, you guys. That's the most important because, you know, the Bible says that man does not live on bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. This is your daily food, your daily spiritual food. Make sure you're feeding your, your, your spiritual man daily. Amen. Don't starve him. Hallelujah, because when you're starving him, you're trying to kill him. Don't starve him. I believe as 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 you begin to press into Jesus, you guys, he's going to do a mighty work in you. Amen. So be encouraged. If you are dealing with any of those issues that I, that I pointed out, bitterness, offense, whatever, guess what? Go get before the Lord. 
Get before the Lord right now. As we end this broadcast, you guys, get before the Lord. Get in your prayer closet. Closet. Ask the Lord. You know, ask Him for forgiveness, first of all, from those things. And then ask Him to pull out those roots. Ask Him to pull out the seed of offense, the root of a bitter, of bitterness. Ask Him to pull those things out and purify your heart, his, your heart towards Him. Amen. And towards the person who may have offended you. And then just to say, Lord, you can say it out loud. Say, Jesus, I release so-and-so. And then say the name. Say, Father, I forgive them and I choose to bless them. Amen. And just say that before the Lord and he'll begin to do a work as you release them, as you forgive them, as you verbally, you may not feel like it, but if you verbally say it, sometimes you got to actually say it first and then your heart will follow what you say. Amen. So you may not feel like it and that's okay. But just say it anyways. God, I choose to forgive so and so. And watch what the Lord will do in your life. Amen. And begin to pray for that person. Begin to bless them. And begin to keep your heart open to the Lord. And watch what he will do in your life, you guys. So... You know, the Lord is so good and he's so faithful and kind and merciful to us. He's so amazing. So please don't forget to share the broadcast. There's 12 people. There should be at least 12 shares. Um, and if the Lord puts it on your heart to sow into this Easter basket, blessing, blessing you guys, we're going to be doing that April 3rd at the, um, the Hale Ho Aloha Apartments in Hilo. We're super excited. Sow into souls, you guys, at the header of this video, PayPal, uh, Cash App, Venmo. You guys can give through those avenues. Um, and be blessed today. We love you guys. Don't forget to love on somebody. Tell them about Jesus. Amen. Mwah. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye.